Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. It's the final event of the 2023 season. This is the big one. It's crunch time. Of course, guys, trying to keep their PGA Tour cards for next year. And then we have places up for grabs in the first two signature events of 2024 as well. Elk, before we talk about the RSM Classic, we have to go back to last week. It was the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. And Camilla Vajegas, what a, I mean, there, it's hard to put into words what the victory was. Um, and we'll get into that. But you'd picked him. He was 150 to one at the start of the week. And he was one of your picks. So well done. And that's the last three years in a row that we have successfully given you the winner for Bermuda. I think that means that we have to take some sort of field trip. I don't know. Maybe we should be rewarded with a vacation to paradise. I think you're right. That's good thinking. <clears throat> you know, we saw so much emotion, Diane. It's very hard to handicap players this time of the season when all the good players aren't playing and there's a lot of emotion, as you talked about, guys trying to keep their cards. We saw Van Royen down in Mexico in Cabo sort of generating all that energy towards his sick friend and that was able to propel him to a victory. No way for anyone to measure that amount or to be able to calculate that in. But we saw it again last week with Vajegas. He, you know, has had some personal tragedy. He's coming back. And then he once he got on that emotional ride, which he finished second in Cabo, for me, it was just a natural, similar course, similar grass, you know, not a strong field. Um, and I think he has a tattoo on one wrist that says attitude. The other one is energy. He talks a lot about positive energy. How much energy can he get flowing into his body? A very sort of a deep thinker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking for uh, energy to propel himself. And of course, he won it. And um, so lucky for me, but or lucky for us winning our third one in a row at the Butterfield. But it's it's an emotional time of year, Diane. And uh, we're mm-hmm. seeing 
people are propelling themselves out of nowhere with these sort of emotions. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about the intangibles and mm. it's obviously everything that he's gone through in his life and losing his daughter and, you know, he's very spiritual and said that, you know, his daughter was up there watching down on him and, and it's been well documented, the personal struggles that his family has gone through but then also they have their foundation and all the work that they've done in honor of their daughter's memory and it's really amazing it's a very very special win for him and uh, you know his work life definitely comes second to his family life however what a time for it to happen before Mexico well actually for the Mexico tournament when he finished runner-up he was 500 to 1 he was 223rd in the FedEx Cup standing so runner-up finished then a win he's now 75th in the standings he's got his job locked up for a couple of years he's going to be playing the Masters everything that comes with being a winner on the PGA Tour again for the first time in what like 9-10 years and he's in contention to get a place in those first two signature events of next year. So it's like two life-changing weeks in terms of his job. Gives a lot of people a lot of hope, Diane, when you when uh, these other tour players that are fighting for the car, we have a few that we're going to talk about this week that are, you know, this is the week. Um, at the end of it, it's this is an emotional week for a lot of guys. I mean, your brother, for example, Russell Knox, sitting at 146, is his... Uh, chances of getting in the 125 very slim now he's now he's boxed into a window where he'll probably have to have a, a top three or top five to get himself into the top 125 but now he has to think about something else has to think about keeping himself into 150 150 will guarantee him uh, probably a dozen events next year probably not the ones he wants to but now he's got to hang on to that so there's yeah. a lot of little emotional swings in this in this tournament Diane I've got my long horse pick uh, my, sorry, my dark horse pick this week is not on a bigger role as Vajagas, but similar. We'll yeah. talk about that soon. But we also have uh, the re-emergence of about 15 or 13 of the top 50 players this year on tour coming back to, to play this week. Mm -hmm. The likes of Brian Harmon, the Open champion who lives down there. Um, so the, the volatility will be a little bit... Uh, different this week in other words when you have a sort of an influx of another 10 or 15 really top players into the field it's harder for these guys that are down below to jump in there because this will be another episode that we'll film soon enough but we all, we know from studying this that 80 percent of all the money won on the pga tour is won by the guys in the top 50 so they're going to yeah. gobble up a lot of attention this week these top 50 guys they may not win one but it's harder for the guys down below to leapfrog when you have a bunch of good players playing really good players i've got i want to go back to something in a minute but just touching on that and you've been there and maybe this is like a bit of an asshole thing for me to say but do you think the guys that are around the bubble battling for their cards knowing that every point, every position is going to make a big difference to them. Do you think they look at these guys that are safely in the top 50 of the FedEx Cup standings and be like, why are you here? Like, help us out a little bit. No, they're not thinking that. They, 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 they believe, as well they should be, they believe they can beat everyone out there when they play and, and it would be more of a feather in their cap to, to win on a stronger field. Mm -hmm. they just got to play good golf. I mean, there's no room really in your mind, Diane, to be thinking, well, I wish this guy wasn't there or this guy wasn't here. We used to say that if Tiger Woods didn't play, instead of playing for $5 million, we were playing for six because he had <laughs> himself for 
for a million dollars every week, basically. <laughs> that was his average when he played. So yeah. some of us liked it when he wasn't playing. Say, I want to go back to something else, you know, explaining that 126 to 150, how the guys get conditional status. And as you said, they'll probably get into about a dozen events. Um, it's going to look a little bit different, though. And like for 2024, obviously, we have these signature events where the, the top guys are going to be appearing. And, and that was the tour's objective was to have these kind of like standout events where there's going to be more money on the table higher caliber of field so the guys that finish like 126 to 150 and have conditional status and all the others that choose to go and play in these maybe like 12 whatever kind of lesser events so to speak it's a good thing for them because going by strength of field the fields aren't going to be as strong as the signature events and it gives them a chance to potentially regain full status again well, it does. You just said it like Camilo just did it in the last two weeks, but the odds the odds are skewed way against you in your favor, Diane. When you're playing only twelve events for half the, it's it's tougher mm -hmm. to get up into the top one twenty five when when you know you've got all these fifty top players. You got to consider that the guys that are in those big events next year they've already they've already got their their top one twenty five card locked up. So there's really only there's only 75 spots left. There's about 200 of you to get the other 75. So how do I get in those? I mean that's that's mm -hmm. the reality of this of the tour. And um, 125's a number, Diane. If you can be in the top mm -hmm. 125, you are exempt for everything next year, pretty much. And the other thing the is. For the guys that finish 126 to 200, they have the option to go play the DP World Tour next year. So that's something else. And obviously, like, I'm thinking about this because my brother is in this position. And, like, maybe that's really appealing for some guys who have solely played in America for the last couple of years, that they can play a little bit of worldwide golf, play DP World Tour, you know, maybe regain some world ranking points and you know, whatever, by, by playing over there. So there's options. And we have Q School making a return uh, mid-December right here in, uh, in Jacksonville. So there's, there's options. This week is a big, big week, but there are other options that come afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it depends who you are and what your situation is. Your brother is Scottish by descent. He might enjoy playing some European events. There might be some young guys that are in that category you spoke of that would like to go play and see part of the world. I know for me, um, when I was younger, I would have gone anywhere to play. I went to Monte Carlo, Ireland, Germany when I was first starting out on tour. It was great. Played on the European tour for a year, loved every second of it. Yeah. Other people that have families do not want to go. They don't want to leave and go that far away mm -hmm. and play their golf. So they'll, they'll grind it out here. So it's a case-by-case yeah. -case basis. Okay. All right. Well, this week we are talking about the RSM Classic. As we said, it's the final one. So it's the big one. There's going to be a lot on the line. Um, this tournament is always a good one. I'm going to go up for the four days, which I'm excited about. It's kind of unpredictable because of the weather. The weather is definitely the biggest defense out there. We've got two courses there at Sea Island. It's the plantation course and the seaside course. So the guys all flip-flop between the plantation and the seaside Thursday, Friday, and then it's the seaside for the weekend. The plantation course is definitely the easier of the two, so guys are going to have to take advantage of that. But um, yeah, as I said, I've been up there. I didn't go last year because I just had my son, but my husband was there and I was up the year before. The weather is, I mean, it was freezing. And for a Scot living in Florida, for me to say that traveling an hour and a half from home 
it was absolutely Baltic. Like that's the coldest I've maybe been since I moved to the States. Um, Cause you're obviously right on the water. The temperature just drops in those perishing winds. Um, and the forecast is not looking all that great for this week either. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of it's going to matter to these guys that, that, are, that are trying to push for their cards. I mean, we are seeing the likes of Brian Harmon, who's, who lives down there, is playing this week. That'll be that'll be good for him. That'll be this will be a sort of a feather in his cap for the season. Um, we do know one thing about this course, though, Diane. If you look at the last three um, champions, Adam Spenson, Taylor Gooch, you remember that name? He uh, he won here a couple of years ago. Won three times this year on the Live and Robert Streb. Mm-hmm. Those three champions, Diane, the last three years have all done one thing in common or two things in common. All three of them finished in the in the top 10 in greens in regulation and the top 10 in putting for the week. Yeah. So what does that tell you? And you said weather was bad last year. So you've got to hit the ball well. You've got to get on the greens in regulation. There's a lot of sort of palmetto bushes that run away down into sort of never, never land around this place. So a lot of guys know this course pretty well. But end of the day, Diane, you're going to have to putt well and hit all the greens to to win this tournament. Yeah, Adam Svensson won last year. Taylor Gooch made a great comment when he won. He said that, you know, he played uh, college golf in Oklahoma, very windy. And he said that that really helped him do well in Sea Island because he knew to play his shots, you know, low below the wind effectively um and that you know obviously helped him cam smith has done well he did well that year finished what within the top three um so wind players it's going to be a big thing this week and then you touched on it with brian Harmon, the the local support because there's so many golfers that live in sea island it's a real hub for pga tour players and it's going to be a huge week for Harmon. you know obviously he's been well rested played the Ryder cup um, won the Open, <laughs> like we need to say, um, and has been at home. So this is going to be a, a nice week for him with a lot of local support. JT Poston, who's expecting his first baby, which is very exciting for him. Uh, Harris English, Keith Mitchell, Patton Kazire, who we obviously know well. Um, we've been bigging him the last few weeks. He's now at 130 in the standings. Um, fell last week. So huge week for Patton, hopefully wait, with wait. local support. Played pretty well in fell spots. So, yeah. um, as I talked about the volatility, it's 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 tough out there right now, as you said. Yeah. You know, a lot. Of, I, lo- I saw a lot of those top fifty players, Diane, on our sheet. Hardly any of them have played in the last six weeks. So, I'm, I don't have anyone. I don't think I have a top fifty player picked this. I have one at the top uh, that's mm-hmm. been playing a little golf, but none that haven't been playing for six weeks. That basically they've been off. So. This is sort of, as you said, this is a real hub for players. I don't know a place in the U.S., Diane, that has more players in the Sea Island area. There must be a dozen guys that come from this area. Yeah, um, Davis Love the Third. He was um, part of the design, the redesign of the course up there. Um, Zach Johnson lives up there too. A lot of golfers live here in Ponte Vedra um, in Jacksonville, but I guess Sea Island is such a, a small little town, and they're all concentrated there. The benefit they have, and Harmon is a great example because he finished runner-up um, last year. He, they've all played the course so many times. I mean, this is where they practice. They, they're out there all the time, so that's going to be um, a real benefit to him I found Brian Harmon actually at 20 to 1 Ludwig Aberg is the Vegas favourite this week but Harmon at 20 to 1 I thought those were great odds I'm not picking him as my outright favourite but um, that might be worth a little bit I'm not I'm, I gotta wait and see what his swing lo- looks like after six <laughs> weeks off 
Right, well, maybe we should just get into our picks then. We're on a roll with you picking Vajegas last week at 150 to 1. So we're going to give our outright favourites, ones to watch, and then dark horses. Boy, do I have a dark horse this week. (laughs) And again, because there's just so much on the line and so many guys are motivated for different reasons and different goals this week, um, I've got a few other prop bets that we'll throw in at the end as well. But outright favourite, do you want to kick off with yours? Okay, I will. Um, When I talked to you earlier about the two categories that you have to do well in over the last three years of greens in regulation and putting. So I'm taking the guy at the top of the board this week, Diane, who's the best in this field at those two categories. And he's had an unreal year. Hardly anyone knows Eric Cole, but well, they do know him. They hear his name and all that, but he's in the top 50, almost one at... um, Palm, uh, Palm Beach down at the Honda this year, finished second. But Diane, he's the best. He's the best of those two stats. He's played good all year. He's in the top 50. Um, he's in those Vegas events. I mean, what is left for Eric Cole? I think the pressure, he's had a bit of pressure on him. People have been picking him when we're going into these smaller events as being a hot player. But he's, you know, he plays everywhere. He's all over the place, uh, meaning that he plays a lot of golf. And he's been playing great over the last seven weeks, second, third, fourth. I mean, the guy's right there every week. So I'm picking Eric Cole just because those two categories just are undeniably in his favor this week. Yeah, and you've also been big on Eric Cole for a while now. So that he's been close and he's handled himself really well when he's been in contention. Obviously, you know, get to cross the finish line, but definitely a good week for him. And he's going to be under less pressure than these guys that are effectively battling for their jobs. So just, I like just for it. the record, just for the record, I'm on everybody that's in the top five in putting and greens and rain. Just just for, <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> on the whole that's tour. Fair. Um, he's 33 to 1 those are good odds for somebody who's within the top 50 um, and teeing it up this week so I like it my guy is also well I found him at 33 to 1 let me check uh, there's a range but I found him at 33 to 1 he's around about 28 uh, 28 to 33 but this guy is hot right now he's been playing well the last couple of weeks I looked at him last week for Bermuda And he was leading after 54 holes and ended up finishing runner-up. But maybe he'll continue that Vajegas trend and do runner-up and then winner the next week. Alex Norin is going to be my pick. I looked at him last week because he's Swedish. He's played all over the world for a long, long time. He's had a, a great career, but still searching for that win on the PGA Tour. Great wind player, which proved to be a good thing last week in Bermuda, although it wasn't as windy as it could have been. But this week, again, wind we know is going to be a factor. But he's had two top threes in his last three starts. So when you're looking at hot players right now, Norin is one of them. He's played well here in the past. He's had a a 10th place finish in 2020 and 18th in 2021. And when you look at his putting, that's definitely his strength um, and has been for a really, really long time. Um, He's 23rd for the whole PGA Tour this season. He is 11th when you look at the field this week in putting and 7th for greens and regs. So there you go. (laughs) Those are ticking your two boxes. Um, You know, his his number is safe. He's 64th in the FedEx Cup standing. So in a good position for the two signature events um, to start 2024. But... 
you know, kind of like Eric Cole, under a little bit less pressure than the majority of the field, yet still looking for his first win on tour. So I'm going to take Alex Norton. As I said, he's anywhere between 28 to 1 and 33 to 1. But I like him to uh, continue the trend of runner-up winner on the PGA Tour right now. Yeah, and I think the tour, uh, the TV this week will be focusing a little bit more on almost like a tour school. They're focusing on the mm -hmm. bubble boys, you know, who is 125th? How, you know, where are they? What are they doing? So there's some different interest levels this week. So it takes a bit of pressure off some of these guys uh, like yeah. Norrin, like Cole, just go out and play, do what they've been doing all season. Yeah, we didn't even mention that. Um, we should talk about the guys around the bubble. Andrew Nowak is 124th. Carl Yuan, 125th. Um, Eric Norlander is 126th. And Maverick McNeely, 127th. Although McNeely did have... It was a he probably shoulder. had some kind of a medical. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's going to have a medical um, anyway. But we'll move on to our ones to watch. So guys with slightly higher odds. And I'll kick off with mine. My guy's actually... Um, I found him at 60 to 1. Um, he had a great week last week and actually made the biggest jump up the standings from 148th to 120th after he finished third in Bermuda. So, okay, he's not 100% safe yet within the 125, but he's a lot safer than he was when he was at 148th. Um, but form, we've seen it time and time again. We've talked about it so many times already on the show that form during these fall events is huge. And... He played the DP World Tour, the Spanish Masters, and finished runner-up there. So he's obviously, you know, got good form and taken it to Bermuda, where he's finished third. So he's in a really strong position right now. Um, almost, confident. almost safe. Yeah, it makes a cut in almost. the middle of the pack. He'll, it'll, it'll get him through to the one twenty-five probably. Yeah. Yeah, so I am like Matty Schmid. Did I even say his name um, at the top there? But <laughs> probably <laughs> murdering the pronunciation as well. But I think he's got an Aussie caddy. I got an Aussie cat. Sponge. I think Sponge is caddy for him. I saw him on TV last week. Don't know okay. Sponge's real name, but he, he has spongy looking <laughs> hair, so they called him Sponge. Don't know. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. I'm looking at his stats, 44th in putting for the field this week, um, 25th off the tee. And that, I mean, yeah, we said that greens and reg and putting are going to be the two stats we look at, but that off the tee stat is always important um, at Sea Island. So I like him this week. Um, again, anywhere between 50 to 1 to 60 to 1 for Matty Schmid. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm taking a player that, lives in this area, St. Simon, grew up in North Carolina, has played six weeks in a row. Six weeks ago, he finished second at the Sanderson and has pretty much played steady golf all the way in one missed cut, but in the money for the last four weeks in a row. I'm talking about Ben Griffin, who's 54th in this fall uh, category of getting into these events, so um, into this sort of this the two big ones. So at the end of this week, Ben Griffin's going home, which is close by. He's going to have a great Christmas. He's had a solid season of golf. He has two of the stats that I like, putting, as you know, and greens and reg. He knows his course very well. Playing some good golf. I talked already about not picking players that haven't played in the last six weeks, like Brian Harmon and Harris English. I'm, I'm going with guys that have been out there, Diane, that have traveled everywhere and they're just finishing off. Uh, ben Griffin, at 70 to 1, are you kidding? I mean, he's 54th on the FedEx. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Um, I looked at him as well, and um, he came so close at the Sanderson Farms. He showed so much emotion after that. And this part of the season does, I mean, it's all on the line. This is the week. Um, so good one. I like Ben Griffin. What was his number again in the FedEx? Uh, 54th in the fall, okay. 60th, 63rd overall. Okay. Uh, so he's, okay. he's in good shape for next season either way. But, um, yeah. you know, trying to evaluate what are they doing? Who, what are they pushing for? He's going for, he's going for those two big events. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm him, I'm, I'm shooting at every flag this week to see if I can get a top five and jump four players and, and make myself a bunch of money just by, yeah. just by playing good this week. And the, the bonus of the signature events is obviously money. <laughs> like there's going to be a lot of money up for grabs if you can make it into the signature events. So, you know, that's a, well, if you make, a if you make a signature event, I think it's $150,000 for last prize. So if yeah. you make two of them, that's 300 grand if you finish last. So I don't know about you, Diane, but I can do something with 300. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Okay then, so I'm taking Matty Schmid and you've got Ben Griffin. Okay, dark horse picks. I'm going to let you go first because my guy is anywhere between 350 to 1 to 400 to 1. But you need to hear me out because I know the odds are like astronomical, but I've got some uh, prop bet odds for you as well and I have a story <laughs> behind it all. I so you can- have a story. Probably has something to do with a baby or got married, but I'll go first. <laughs> Um, I double, triple dog dare you not to place a bet on this man this week, Diane. I'm talking about my friend and yours, Ryan Palmer from from Dallas. He is coming almost in the same vein as uh, uh, Vajegas, not quite as much, but he's had two top 10 finishes, Diane, the last two weeks, tie for eighth and a tie for fifth to be at 129th on the money list or the FedEx list. Will he do it again? I just texted him with him and told him how good he was doing after Bermuda, and he is fired up for this week. He wants to be exempt. This is probably about his 15th, 17th year on tour. Anybody not going to be on this guy for 110 to 1 to to propel himself into the top 125 next year? Certainly not me. I'm doing it. Ryan Palmer, once he gets going, I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. How good is that? That is... um... What what a huge two weeks when it matters. There's been so many guys in that position. Um, you know, Kamala Vajegas, we've obviously mentioned, no one more so than him, but Ryan Palmer, who was probably thinking, like, let's just finish within the 150, but then obviously put his uh, foot to the floor and look where he's got himself. He's in prime position to make it into the 125 now. So another good week. Great wind player, the Texans. A lot of experience. So, a lot of experience. Lot. Been out there a long time. Not yeah. going to get Played flustered. This a lot. Yeah. He's been in the heat the last two weeks. He's hit a ton of good shots. Done everything he's needed to do. Putt well under pressure the last two weeks. He's ready. I mean, if, he, yeah. if we were if on a regular event, we'd be, we'd be putting him in our top five anyway. Uh, just for the form that he has. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. I love that pick. 110 to 1, exceptional odds. My guy, as I said, he is, I found him at 400 to 1. But you have to hear me out with this. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly and I should have uh, done This my is really rare for you because you usually study this. Yeah, um, I, I might have to go and watch it on YouTube so that I can make sure. Fred Biondi, Biondi? Have you heard of this, this guy? 
Okay, Fred Biondi, and I am going to look it up because I like I'm a stickler for the details, and I would hate to let him down. But he's Brazilian. He's one of the hot new names to come out from the college circuit. So if you are following the the college, you know tournaments last year Ludwig Eberg was obviously like the guy that graduated from the PGA Tour University to play but Fred was part of the Florida Gators golf team they won the NCAA championship he won the NCAA individual national championship for 2023 uh, okay so there you go huge thing and he finished 13th last week in Bermuda in his third PGA Tour event. He'd missed the cut in the other two. But a 13th place finish in your third PGA Tour event when you're that young and fresh out of college was excellent. So already I'm like paying attention, but then I started to dig a little bit deeper. And last or earlier this year, the SEC championship, the Florida Gators won it. Where was it held? Sea Island, I'm sure. Sea Island on the seaside course. Um, and they won it here. Now, Fred actually um, was all tied in his match, all square, took half a point, but he had to make a really clutch putt to tie it up. So his putt was very, very important. And the team went on to win and they had their celebrations, obviously, at Sea Island. So... For this Florida Gator, he's heading back to a place where he has great memories with his team and coming off a 13th place finish in Bermuda last week. So, I mean, like, it's just a great story, isn't it? 400 to one. But then I had a little look. Um, if you want to get him for a top 20, 10 to one. So I thought that was pretty good as well and worth putting a few bucks on. So Fred... Beyondy, <laughs> I have when you're talking. I don't know this. any other way you could say it. Uh, I think. Well, B I O N D I. I'm like it has yeah. to be. I was thinking Beyondi. of Bondi. Yeah, Beyondi. Yeah, yeah. Fred Beyondi. So there you go. Good, good name to pay attention to this week with a good backstory. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, Ludwig A. Berg is playing this week. We have not mentioned him, but <laughs> it's going to be tougher for him this week because there's two courses he has to get used to he hasn't seen before. So mm -hmm. he jumped off my board. And you know how strong I am there. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. A lot of things will unfold. Let's put all of our good energy, as Camilo Vijegas says, towards your brother. We oh, want good attitude on one wrist and we got good energy. So here's all the energy to the Knox family this week. And uh, I'm going to, I'm like, I feel like not that my presence makes any difference and he probably would rather that I wasn't there, but I'm like, no. And it, we're pl planning to take our son who just turned one, but the forecast is for a lot of rain on Thursday and Friday. So we're trying to figure out which of the family members is going to stay back with the baby Thursday and Friday so we can go out there and, and give our support. So got to be done. It's an important time. I've got a few other names that I want to mention quickly. Um, Vincent Whaley is another name that if you've been following leaderboards the last couple of weeks, he's 100 to 1 this week. Three top 13 finishes in his last six starts. Finished eighth last week in Bermuda. But he's a great putter. Um, we don't have like really, really detailed stats for him because he's been playing Corn Ferry Tour and a little bit of PGA Tour. But he is... Um, 
yeah, as I said, last week finished eighth. He was ranked eighth in putting last week. He's four to one for a top 20 and he's at 160th in the standing. So obviously he's trying to get into that 150 for conditional status. And then um, someone else that we obviously, you know, if you follow golf, everyone knows him, Webb Simpson. He's at 149th in the standings and he's heading back to a place where he plays amazing. Like Webb Simpson, back in the day, this was his wheelhouse. Five top eight finishes at the RSM Classic. And for a top 10 this week, he's plus 750. So I thought that was cool. Um, you know, there's Webb Simpson, you know, he's always going to play well, well at the Wyndham and you know he's going to play well here. So again, you know, at 149, He's under a little bit of pressure to get into the, the 150 to, to keep that spot. A lot of pressure this week. Uh, let's see what happens. Um, either way, this is it for the season, Diane. We'll, we'll shut mm -hmm. it down. We'll have a couple of wrap-up shows and talk about how amazingly good fortune of picking. I think we're at 11 winners. Maybe this week we'll be get our 12th and we'll mm -hmm. sort of recap how we, how we did that and uh, talk about, you know, how this season unfolded. Yeah, exactly. Right, well, thank you as always for watching and for supporting the Tour Report. And yeah, this is the last official PGA Tour event of 2023, but we still have some other stuff going on. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll come back on and do a couple of rap shows for the year. Looking ahead to 2024 on the PGA Tour. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.